Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Creative Women. I'm Sandy Klein. She's back, and we couldn't be more excited. A lot has happened in the life of Yelian Canizares since our first conversation a while ago. First, some background for those meeting Yelian for the first time. A singer, violinist, composer, Yelian Canizares makes beautiful music by blending jazz, classical, and Afro-Cuban rhythms. Born in Havana, Yelian was offered a scholarship to study in Caracas, Venezuela when she was just 14. Several years later, another scholarship took her to Switzerland, where she's been living when not on the road, performing here, there, and everywhere. Yelian has released several well-received albums. Her most recent, Ursuli, recorded in New Orleans, is named after the Haitian goddess of love and freedom. She has toured with Cuban jazz legends Chucho Valdez and Omar Sosa and has played in many classical concert halls and conservatories. And Gillian's recognition as a global artist with a social conscience hasn't gone unnoticed. A deep relationship with sound, music, and the sea have been central in her life since her early years in Cuba. And to that end, she's been invited to perform during the United Nations World Oceans Day, June the 8th. For this very special occasion, Gillian will perform Yamaya, her own composition, a tribute to the West African goddess of the sea. Through Yamaya, she hopes to help raise awareness about the challenges facing our oceans, as well as the impact on all cultures of this planet. So let's get caught up with this classy, committed, creative woman. Gillian, welcome and thanks so much for joining me remotely today from Switzerland. Oh, Sandy, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you again. Gillian, fill us in and what's been going on in your life. We first met you in February of 2020. So that's a while ago. And clearly you have not been sitting around doing nothing. Yes, that's right. Well, as you know, I, I was touring in, in the US um, in February 2020 and we we did one month tour and I think we probably did the last concert in the whole United States. <laughs> <laughs> then the pandemic arrived and and as as the rest of the world i was you know like uh, lost with with uh, everything that was happening and then i after the shock i decided to to do something with uh with this time do something with this uh challenge because it's, i think this 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 um this pandemic is a challenge for us as human beings as artists and i i say how can i help how can I uh, put my music, my art at the service of, of those who need it, especially now that there are no concerts anymore? So um, I, start, I start developing this project, uh, uh, collaborating with the UN uh, World Ocean Day, which is, uh, which is a great honor and a, a great privilege for me to, to be able to put my music and my art uh, at the service of such a beautiful uh, cause, trying to, to raise awareness and save the, uh, the oceans of our planet. Is this new World Oceans Day or has it been around for a while? Because I'm not familiar with it. Um, I think it's not that old. I think that uh, they started like a few years ago. To be honest, I didn't knew either about this day. Uh, it just it just happened to be like you know sometimes life uh, 
makes uh, things happen in a very <laughs> yes. uh, in a very strange way. And it happens to me that um, while I were performing in New York, uh, I met uh, someone who came to my concert as as a lover of my music, as a fan. Talking with him, it's it, I, I I learned that he worked for the for the UN uh, uh, Ocean uh, Department. So I say, you know what? I'm so involved uh, uh, with water in my life. You know, in, uh, I, I I'm so concerned about what is happening, especially coming from Cuba, that is is a, an Iceland. Uh, what is happening with the ocean? How how we can make some some kind of collaboration how can i help to to promote this cause and this is how it started for me so talk about that your experience firsthand by growing up in cuba on an island and the impact that the ocean and the waters had on you yes you know for for us um in the cuban culture we have a deep uh, relationship with water uh, not only in the in the physical dimension of water, but also in the spiritual, in the sacred dimension of water. And I grew up with this uh, with this belief that water is is not only important for us as a humanity, which is for sure a scientific reality, but it's also uh, important in a, in a spiritual level. Also, in my spiritual tradition, uh, the Afro-Cuban tradition, I'm a daughter of Oshun, which is the goddess of sweet water. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it means that, you know, as she is my spiritual mother, uh, this goddess, I'm, I'm very concerned about how we as humanity, as human beings, are interacting with the water in our planet. For me, it's obvious coming from Cuba that if we don't take action right now, if we don't uh, change our um, way of interacting with our planet in general, we are going nowhere. But I wanted to give this message to the people around me from a perspective of joy and hope, you know, because I have been listening about this whole message from from long time but always like a, oh a scare you know mm-hmm. from from fear from mm-hmm. and i don't want i this is not the way i feel this uh crisis i feel that we are responsible but we have also the power of changing things and interacting in a positive way with our environment and especially with the ocean Well, hopefully that will have an impact because that's what's being talked about now more than ever. Climate change is just on on the front of most people's minds. It's terrifying of where the the planet is going. Yes. And I think that is also, it says a lot about the interaction with ourselves as human beings, because what is happening outside us, for me, is my opinion, what is happening in our planet is just a reflection of what is happening inside us. We see more and more people that are unhappy, unhealthy, uh, having um, troubles to love themselves, mm. to facing depression. Uh, and when we start a relationship with ourselves in this way, for sure, we don't care about if the if the planet, if the if the climate is is uh, uh, going crazy because we are in a 
in a gray zone, I, I could say like that. Mm-hmm. But if we start seeing things from the perspective that this is not outside us, this is inside us, the planet is us, we mm-hmm. are the planet, then everything changed. So you said this was something that had always been with you growing up. How did that influence your music? At the beginning, it was like, for me, it was like just the natural way of, of doing things and, and the natural way of being. But later, when I um, quit Cuba and I start uh, traveling through the world, I realized that, no, many people don't have this relationship with water, with the planet, that many people don't have this uh dimension uh, that I was talking before, the spiritual and the physical dimension with the elements. So I I start little by little uh, using my music as uh, a way of communicating this message to my audience, because I, I've always, always believed that as an artist, it's not enough for me to go just in front uh, of the public, to go on a stage and to just, you know, play beautiful things. This just is to entertain, my, you mean? Yes. This is not my mission. Mm-hmm. My mission here on Earth is to create love and awareness through my music. So little by little, I start talking about this uh, theme and other themes that I'm also concerned about, like uh, social justice, like uh, empowerment of women, like uh, racial justice and all these kind of issues that are very necessary uh, to to be told uh, from the perspective of love and not hate and not fear, as I said before. Is that how you were brought up? Yes, yes. I grew up in a family that this is the values uh, that my family gave me. And still today, you know, when, when I talk with my grandmother, when I talk with my mother, these are, are the values that we as family, we share and that we, we want to keep growing inside us. Well, how wonderful that you have this platform where you can reach just so many people with your music and what your music stands for. That's pretty empowering, Yulian. Yeah, you know, Sandy, I'm, I feel so lucky, but also it's a huge responsibility mm. because when you have a voice as, uh, as I have, uh, for sure it's, it's, it's a beautiful gift, but it's also a great responsibility because I need, I feel like I need to give this voice to the people who don't have the voice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And how have you done that through your music? In my last album, Ersuli, I I talk uh, a lot about freedom, about women. Uh, I talk also a lot about the perspective that we have as a African child. When I I say we, I I talk about Cuba, New Orleans, uh, Haiti. Um, And I try through my music to... uh, because sometimes when you when you hear, for instance, if I take the subject of Haiti, uh, when you hear about Haiti, you always hear bard things. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, it's that, that that country is an impoverished mess. That's exactly. All, it's always bad press about Haiti. E- exactly. So I say, yes, this is true. But every country has bad things. And you don't hear the same from the rest of the world. So my job right now is to put light into the beautiful parts of this culture because they have a lot of 
beautiful parts. And for women, it's the same. Mm. Um, I need to put the light on us as women, all the great strength and resilience and love. And I, I don't know even the word, how to say it in English, but all these values that we as women, we have been carrying from centuries and we still keep pushing forward to try to get some social justice. Yillian, run for office. I would vote for you in a New York minute. <laughs> you know what you're saying is so moving so truthful and so empowering and the fact that you can say that in through music which is the universal language yes it's true that music have this uh power to transform people from the heart and sometimes i realize that sometimes you speak and you speak and you speak about the subject and people is like they just don't listen. But then when you came with music, when you came from a place that can touch the human soul and shape it in, an, in a subtle and beautiful way, then change happens. Is that what kind of defines your music even at a young age? I think it has evolved because uh, to be honest, we were talking before about human and all the challenge we face it. And I need to say that for a long time, I felt like I need to show <laughs> that uh, I knew how to play, that I was a good musician. You mean to prove yourself? You had to, to prove yourself? Yes, I need to prove myself. And every time I need, I, I was in, you know, in this like performance thing. I, 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 I will prove that I deserve my place. I will prove that I'm not here because anything else, but just because I'm a good musician. And one day I realized little by little doing the work uh, inside, inside job, uh, uh, trying to develop myself, myself uh, as human being. I realized that this was not my mission as an artist, that I didn't came to this earth to prove anything, but it was hard to let go this uh this habit that i have to prove every time that i was a good musician but it changed uh, in a good way my my life and the way of doing music because i could connect more with people when i try when i stopped trying to prove mm. i could say this is how i am and also show the vulnerability uh also show that i'm I hesitate, I'm scared sometimes, that sometimes I don't have the answers, but as every human being, I'm trying day by day to grow and to do better. And when I did that, I felt a really change first in me, which was already a great gift, and mm -hmm. also in the way that people receive my music. Well, you know, it's also interesting and it's beautiful how you're phrasing all this and how we can connect with what you're saying, but we can't lose sight of the fact that clearly talent in you was, began at a very young age. And as I mentioned in the introduction, and as I know, when we talked the first time, you were just 14 years old when you moved from Cuba to Venezuela and then to Switzerland. Yes. I can't imagine what that's like for a young girl. Well, you know, it's like uh, you wake up one morning and then you you need to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you snap your fingers and it happens just like that, huh? 
Exactly. No, it's an experience that uh, changed for sure your life. Also for me, it's a huge sacrifice also because uh, leaving Cuba, I not only leave my country, but I also leave my family, uh, my friends, all my or my, my natural uh, environment, I would say. And I start from zero, trying to uh, become uh, the women I, I wanted to become and trying to build little by little my dreams. But I'm very proud, quite proud of myself and also of my family for believing in me because it was not only me, it was also the, the women behind me, behind me that... Um, they say, okay, you have only 14 years old, but we believe that you have inside you the strengths and the resources to move mountains. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to swim and save oceans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like for you as you moved into the world of music in terms of collaborating with different artists and, and working solo as well as with a group? What was that like? Well, one of the things I love more in, in music is to share, you know, collaborating is one of the most beautiful uh, things for me as a musician. And I really, I have been very, very lucky to, to be able to collaborate with musicians such as Chucho Valdez with his, uh, a legend, Omar Sosa also uh, with our album Aguas. And I have learned a lot from them when you are starting at the beginning of your life, the passion is there. But for me, the question I've always have in my hair, in my head is how to get to an old age like these people, like Chucho Valdez, and I still see the love, the passion, the commitment in his eyes every time he touched the piano. So I learned with him and with Omar how to keep growing, how to keep start to do better every day, how to believe in myself, all these subtle, little, but big things that have made me grow a lot of, uh, as a musician and also as a human being. Mm, yes, it's very empowering. I, I'm also curious, and we talked about it the first go-round, why have you opted to settle in Switzerland? Life always so surprised me, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I came here, and to be honest, after one year, I, I was thinking about leaving the country because the culture is so different, uh, not only in a superficial level. When I mean superficial level is that for sure we have winter here and all the things that in Cuba we don't have, but also in a deep level, how people have relation with each other, how, how the friendship, uh, how you can build, build the friendship. All these things are quite difficult, uh, quite, quite, quite difficult here in Switzerland coming from a culture uh, as the Cuban culture. Right, right. So after one year, I was like, uh, you know, this is not for me. This is... <laughs> <laughs> and it's awfully cold here also. Yeah. <laughs> and... Then, uh, because of my passion of music, I, I have the chance of study here with a great, great, great violin teacher. And this was, at the beginning, my, my main motivation. And then I fell in love 
with a man that was for 15 years my my partner, my husband. Uh, he's still my best friend, and and this was the reason that uh, that made me wanted to stay here because he was he's Swiss. Yes, he's Swiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But before the pandemic hit you were doing a tremendous amount of traveling. I know you played at Birdland and you've played in New Orleans and, you know, you're really a world traveler. Yes, it's true. The last like three years, I've never been in my home like more than four days in a row. Oh my God. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. Now with the pandemic, sometimes I, I say, it seems like I had like to life, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the before and the current. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a demanding life. Musician life is very demanding, uh, not only in a physical way because of the traveling, the jet lag, all, all of this, but also in a psychological uh, point of view. People sometimes don't understand what is going on inside us just before or just after we we hit the stage. Sometimes you have like three hours or four hours only of sleep. Uh, You are tired uh, and you are just grabbing your all your energy for the moment of the of the stage. And then when you finish the stage, you are like exhausted. It's like a like uh, running a, a marathon, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and people sometimes don't realize how uh, demanding this is, but it's also, um, it's our passion. We don't do it because it's not a job. Every musician I've been talking with about this subject, they say this is not because of uh, any financial or whatever uh, compensation. We we do this because it's a it's a necessity. It's we it's because our because we can't not do it. We have to do it. Yes, it's vital. It's vital. So um, the the challenge for me is to try to find the balance as uh, as human being and as also as a musician to do what I love to keep spreading uh, my music through the globe and at the same time to have kind of some periods with kind of normal life, you know? (laughs) Is that how you spent a good portion of your time during this pandemic? Yes, I've been writing a lot. I've been, I'm working on few collaborations. This is the first going going out right now, but I'm working on, on few collaborations for the upcoming month. And also I have time to, you know, to spend some quality time with my friends, uh, to plant some tomatoes and <laughs> sunflowers, <laughs> which is an activity that I really enjoyed. And I never thought I could do it because, you know, I cannot have some flowers and just don't care about. So this year I say, yes, I can do it because I will be more here at home. So it's, it's also uh, rewarding. I, I try also to to focus on all the positive things that this pandemic can bring me and not only the frustration of mm. not being on a stage, you know? Right, right. Do you have any performances planned or it's still too soon? Well, finger crossed. Yes, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we will normally uh, go on, on the road again on, on June, starting on June, little by little. 
it seems that we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So yes, starting on June, we will have some gigs also in July and uh, August, and hopefully it will continue for the autumn. So let's go back to World Ocean Day. I can't imagine what that was like again when you got the word that they wanted you to to sing about the situation and bring it to light through your music. What what an honor. Yes, it is. It is a great honor. And I've been working in my inner growth as, as a person and also Sometimes when you are an artist, uh, it's easy to go into this uh, like uh, ego ego trip because people tell you, oh, how beautiful, how marvelous, all these things, blah, 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 right, blah, blah. Right. So I say I, I need to keep myself very grounded and to understand that this is not about me, but about the others, about the humanity. And this is why I wanted so much to, I feel so inspired of doing this because, because I'm, I'm just like, you know, like the, um, like the messenger, but, but what is important here is the message. And, uh, it's a great honor that I feel not only for me, of course, as an artist, but also as a woman, uh, also as a Cuban girl, as a Cuban mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all this means a lot to me. And I'm really, really, really proud to to just put uh, the best, give the best I can give, which is my art, and put it at the service of such a beautiful cause. So Yamaya was just a very, very natural act for you because you felt it. What you wrote, it just, is it fair to say, and no pun intended, it flowed out of you like the ocean? Yes, it, it was really like like natural, naturally and and very, very fluid, as, as you say. Uh, you know, Yemaya, she's also a goddess. She's mm-hmm. the goddess of the sea in right. the Yoruba tradition. She symbolized also the, the mother earth, and she's very, very loved in, in my country uh, because she she's the origin of life. You know, she's the mother, uh, she's the sea, she's the earth. She symbolizes a lot of beautiful things and she's a woman. When I start working on this collaboration, it was for sure I this this goddess came to my to my to my soul and i say this is the best way for me to embrace this uh this collaboration and to put uh all the spiritual uh di- dimension as well as the physical dimension in a song to preserve the oceans wow that's just so beautiful does it give you pause Yillian, to know that the world will be watching you and hearing you, even though you're in an international star, it's still even on a grander scale. You've got the United Nations behind you, woman. <laughs> I don't even think about that because then... <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let you think about it. I'll think about it for you. <laughs> you know what is really beautiful for me, Sandy, is that uh, I think this is also an opportunity to create a beautiful community of people all around the world uh, 
around this uh, theme and around this music and around the ocean. So what I, I, what really makes me very happy and I'm dreaming about is to see my people from all over the, 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 the world singing the song, dancing, putting their own vibe into this song. This really uh, is like my, my biggest dreams for this collaboration is to create a beautiful, beautiful, big community. It's such a joy to have gotten to meet and know you. And it, it, I'm stuttering because I have all these superlatives <laughs> that I can say about you. What you're saying, it's just such a natural act for you. You know, this is who you are and this is what you do and you love it and it's meaningful. And how great is that to be able to live your life that way and to share your life with us through your music? Thank you so much. We are all connected and I'm giving also what I receive. I've been also very inspired by women like you and like many others that keep me trying to be better and do better and, and spread the message. So yeah, I feel very connected with everyone right now. <laughs> oh, well, honestly, we can't thank you enough. And I'd love to end our conversation with some of your music. So tell us what we're going to hear as we wind down this conversation. Yeah, so in my album, Ersuli, I already uh, put a song out called Yemaya, which was the raw material for the song that we'll be releasing on Ocean War Days. So this is what I propose you right now to see this first uh, version of Yemaya, who will be remixed and taken to a whole new level for the Ocean World Day. And I hope you, you enjoy it. Oh, just perfect. Yillian Canizares, I can't thank you enough for who you are and the joy and the beauty that you bring into our lives. And there's always room for a part three with you, Yillian. Oh, thank you, Sandy. I love you so much. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, sit back and enjoy Yamaya from Lillian Canizares. <laughs> Yale, 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 Ma ferefumo mio y maya. Osini bawu yale. Osini bawu yale. Yale yalauma. Yale kekekekeke. Osini bawu Oh, 
Mío 